My name is Jai Long, and you're listening to Make Your Break, episode number nine. Today, I'm going to talk about hiring your perfect team and how to go about it. I've been hiring people almost my whole working life since I was 20 years old and I started my first business, the Buddha Belly Cafe. Diving into hiring and creating a team without any experience was a huge learning curve for me and something that I continue to learn about every single day. I want to tell you a few stories from over the years with different people have hired and sometimes fired and how it's all played out. I especially want to tell you about how I've grown as a leader and that didn't just come naturally. Even if you're a born leader, you still need to hone into the skills to be able to lead in the workforce. But before we get started, I want to let you know about my new course, The Album Academy. It is live this week, and depending on when you listen to the episode, the course is only available for two weeks. The Album Academy is a complete course for wedding photographers to help them generate extra income with upsells and better serve their clients with add-ons. Albums have helped me with options in my business, including hiring full-time staff. It's given me more time to network and to market my services. So if you are interested, head over to the show notes, jialong.co forward slash nine. Over the years, I've learned from so many mentors and I've picked up different styles of leading and I have found my own style and I'm very happy with it right now and I think it's working perfectly. Now, I don't want to name any names, especially of the people I've had to let go over the years. But even though at times it feels like it's hard for both me and the employee, it now shares a story and has so much to teach us. I really learned the most from doing things and that's basically how I've built my whole business. Leadership comes down to more than just hitting KPIs and the success of your output. It comes down to the simple word human. I say human because we're talking about hiring employees or hiring somebody. And I'm talking about real life humans that experience the same things I do, have dreams and have goals and all those wonderful things that I also have. They're real life humans. And step number one is treating them like humans. They're not put on this earth to serve you and dedicate their lives to your dreams. I've actually worked with many leaders over the years, and that has been their approach. To dehumanize a team so they don't feel guilty if they're overworking them, underpaying them, and even firing them. I've worked with leaders that make sure you, you as an employee, always fear them. So you, you won't ask for time off, and so you don't show up late. And sure, if you're a leader, and that's how you do it, you'll probably get great short-term results. And people won't show up late. But that is not what we're talking about today. We're talking about humans that are exchanging their skills and time and help a collective goal and they're rewarded for doing so. Their reward is usually a paycheck at the end of the week, but it really doesn't just have to be that. It can be a purpose. It can be an education. It can be security. It can be inspiration. It can be so much more than just money. It is a good idea to think about rewarding your staff for working for you and make something more than money. Anyone can get a job and anyone can work for you, but you know what? Anyone can hire someone as well and people probably pay more than what you do. So it needs to be more than just money. The other thing, talking about humans, is they are emotional. And as leaders, you need a certain degree of EQ. 
emotional intelligence. In fact, I would actually argue that this is the most important attribute to any leader. You need to understand the people that work for you, what do they need, how do they feel, and how can you help them. The second attribute I would consider, that was a hard word for me, I would consider important in any leader is being self-aware. If you know how you make people feel, how you impact people, your own strengths, your own weaknesses, it all makes a big difference. The third important attribute is the ability to listen. I'll say that again. The ability to listen. Listen to your business, your customers, your clients, and your staff. Listening to complaints, feedback, criticism, and everything in between. If you have the ability to listen to people that work for you, you're off to a great start because most people just want to be heard. One entrepreneur I've looked up to for many years and I've read many of his books is Richard Branson. I remember reading an article about when he started Virgin Australia and he was talking about going down underneath the airport and listening to the baggage handlers and what they had to say. He listened and then he made changes and he made the work plus much nicer, gave them uniforms and made them feel like they're an equal in the team. One thing I dislike in a workplace is when there's a hierarchy system. You don't need to push your weight around like you are the boss. People already know that and they respect that. They will respect you even more if you don't hold yourself higher than everybody else. Remember, your staff are there to help you with your goals, not be your slaves. Be appreciative and to them for bringing their skills and their love to the job. You don't need to power trip over people. You don't need to tell them that you're the boss because people already know. This is one way. I've had people, I've worked for people like this before um, over my years and it is hard to work for someone that is power hungry and is trying to hold it over you. I remember when I first started my cafe, I had mostly friends working for me and a lot of the times they worked for free. That's just how it was. I was young and it was hard starting a business and I needed to hire someone to do dishes and work on the busy times that wasn't just a friend. So, there was a homeless guy that lived on the end of my street and he lived in a tent. So, I actually went down there and asked him and offered him the opportunity if he wanted to come and work for me. He said yes and I remember he would come in and he did a great job. I would give him about five hours a week. He'd come in and do a great job. He would do all the dishes and what I didn't realize at the time when I first hired him is he actually had bipolar. So, this other staff actually recognized at first and they said, you don't know what side you're going to get. He's either going to be coming in really happy or he's going to be really grumpy and never really in between. You just don't know what you're going to get. Anyway, I remember one afternoon he came in and asked if we could have a bit of a meeting and he wanted to talk about work. And so we organized a meeting and he brought up that he's been loving working for me and he really appreciates the opportunity. And he's actually just bought himself a TV. I was surprised because he lived in a tent and there was no power. But, yep, okay, that sounds good. So, he asked if he could get some extra shifts because he wants to be able to buy some batteries and hook up like a little bit of an electricity system to his tent so he could now watch the TV. So, I agreed. We're already really busy. So, I said I could double your workload from five hours a week to ten hours a week. No problem at all. It was about a week later. It was a busy Friday night. And he came storming in and he was yelling at me in front of all the customers and all the staff. 
and he was saying things like, how could you expect someone to work so much? I've been working my butt off. You're slave driving me 10 hours a week, just too many hours. And then he quit and then he walked off. The thing was, this wasn't the first time he quit. This is probably the third time. And every time I've kind of, I knew he had bipolar and I knew he would come back in on Monday and he did. And that was fine. But this time I just couldn't do it anymore. I had other staff there. And so when he came back in on Monday, like nothing ever happened, I had to actually let him go. And it was heartbreaking. I'd say it was heartbreaking for me and it was definitely heartbreaking for him. Another time I was working as an electrician and I hired someone as a laborer just to help me out. He was a really good worker and he worked for me for months. I decided I knew he wanted to work his way up to an apprenticeship and I decided he was good enough and I was going to reward him with the apprenticeship. So he signed the papers and he continued to work, but he started slacking off a little bit and then it got worse and then it got worse and then he wouldn't show up to work and he'd always be late. And so I would sit down and have a conversation with him and I'd let him know that it's not really good enough for our small team if you're letting it down like this. And me as a leader, it's, I guess, like I was pretty young, it's, it's, it is really hard to navigate around those things. Anyway, I found out he was just slacking off and it was kind of spiraling out of control. And then I finally had to let him go and it was heartbreaking. He worked so hard to get this apprenticeship and I know he wanted it. And I think it was outside influences that was stopping him from working 100%. But I had to let him go. The problem was, he would ring me up in the middle of the night, maybe one or two o'clock in the morning every night for the next few months. And he would ring me up crying and asking for his job back. And it was so heartbreaking for me. Like, it was one of those things I just didn't know how to deal with it. You know, you get thrown into a leadership role and sometimes you just don't know how to deal with these things. There's no manual to go back to. There's no rule book. But I have hired so many people over the last 10 years and I've had such a broad spectrum of people. So I want to bring it back to a more of a positive story. I now have a full-time editor at Free the Bird Weddings and he basically runs the daily routines. He's an amazing guy. And to tell you how I actually hired him, because I know a lot of people want to know and I know he's going to listen, it was pretty funny. I was having a drink at the pub one night and his mum was there and she's a, a, I'm friends with their whole family. And she came out to me and she's like, oh, you know, Morgan would love to work for you. Anyway, I'm dropping Morgan's name. That's right. It still works for me though. I haven't, I haven't fired him yet. So Morgan really, really wants to work with you and he would love the opportunity and we had a bit of a conversation and I said, look, if he wants to work for me and he actually does, then why doesn't he just come into my studio and why doesn't he just come and have a chat? So that week, Morgan did do that. He came in and had a chat and he had another job and he was going to university and he lived two hours away or wherever it was, but he still made it work and he came in and even though he didn't really know what he was doing, I could see the drive and I could see the passion in him and just how much he wanted this job. So I hired him. And it was the best thing that I've done for my business, for sure. At the time, I definitely couldn't afford him. And it was really tough going through and just teaching him how to edit photos and how to look after my business. And he's been working for me for years now. So now he's very confident. But to get into that, it obviously is a big investment on my behalf. And yeah, now it's definitely worked out. And he's even outgrown me now. So, you know, I'm always pushing my staff and making sure he's not just his output is amazing. I also 
all the thing, all the input. So I always make sure, you know, if he's getting inspiration from anywhere, it has to be the best. He has to be looking abroad, further away than just Melbourne, especially for creative things. So he's added so much to much to my business now, and my business wouldn't be where it is unless I had Morgan with me. So here's another thing. I also learned from one of my mentors many, many years ago that it's better to have less staff and pay them more than having more staff and pay them less, which means you have a lean team and it can be very difficult, especially when you have jobs crossing over and sometimes everybody has to help out and they've got to put in extra hours. When I was an electrician, we would do the jobs that 10 electricians would and I would have a team of five. I would ask my staff, hey, should we hire more staff or... Instead of hiring somebody, should I spread out another person's staff's wage across everybody? And we would do that all the way up to 10. So five people would get paid the same as 10 people and it would cost the same for me. But the thing was, with five people working hard, they felt rewarded and they would get more work done than 10 people, especially 10 people talking to each other and slowing down the whole process. I believe in this, having less staff and making sure that they all work together in sync as well. I've got the same mentality today in my business and with Heartbreak Hotel, which is my DJ and photo booth company, I pay double what other photo booth companies pay in Melbourne and my staff haven't left yet. And it's not just because of how much money, but what I do believe is in paying my staff that much is I believe everybody else just wasn't paying enough. It's not, I don't feel like I'm overpaying. I feel like everybody wasn't paying enough. For me, I am paying a fair rate that I think should be paid for someone that's losing a Friday night or a Saturday night. And I'm paying the rate that I feel like I would want if I had that job. That to me just makes a lot of sense. But we pay more than just in money as well. It's all about our community. Like we are family and that's why people haven't left. We have staff parties together. We have an end of year party. We have Christmas parties. Uh, We do photo shoots together and we do a lot of things together. And it feels nice to be part of the team. So everybody in the team, they bring something different. And let me tell you something. If you're looking after your team, my photo booth business is literally a camera on a stick. There is nothing special about my business whatsoever except for my staff. My staff bring the business. So when my staff show up to a wedding with a photo booth or when my DJ shows up, you know, with the decks, it's not the decks, it's the DJ. So that's who I've really got to look after. And you've got to think about that. When you're starting a business and you're hiring someone, like it's not the task that they're doing, it's the person and what they're bringing. So it's really important because they need to be able to get on with people. They need people skills and also with the other staff and also with you. They need to inspire you. You know, I've had so many staff members lately. I usually get someone in for like a week or two and you can feel straight away the energy. And for me, When I'm hiring someone, I don't look at their degree. I have a face-to-face meeting. I look at their portfolio and it's all about, are they inspiring me? Like, what's their energy? How do they feel? Are they hungry? Are they ambitious? Are they resourceful? All these things are going to trump having a degree. Someone that can work for me and they can actually work something out themselves and get the job done. How incredible is that? And when you find those people, that's when you lock them in. And then you let everybody else go. If there's someone that's not bringing up the team and other people have got to carry him, it's just not worth having. The other thing I'd like to say is 
it's easier to let go of people faster. So this is something I've learned in recent years. And I actually let go of someone just a couple of weeks ago and everyone was pretty surprised because I only gave that person two weeks. But the thing is, you can tell straight away if they're going to bring up your team and they're going to be really good. And if you don't have that connection, if you feel like they're not bringing up the team and the people around them and creating amazing output and doing the best they can, then it's really not worth you wasting your time. And I don't want you to think you feel bad for firing someone because it's not like that. If you're a leader, you need to let go of someone because you're doing it for the whole team. You're doing it on behalf of the whole team. Even if they don't know it, you need to make sure that the people around your people are as inspiring and productive and passionate and ambitious as the other people sitting next to them. It's a collective thing. You're only as good as the people you hang out with. So if you're hiring the best and you're hiring, you know, young energy like that, it's going to bring everybody up. My new venture, which is Jai Long, which is formerly known as Free the Bird Workshop, which is basically all this right now. It's the education and everything. It's a whole new beast and I've been recruiting and I've been upscaling and it's incredible just seeing the team that I have right now and how amazing they're all working together. Like my business right now is mind-blowing. And the thing is, it's cost me so much money. One of the biggest regrets I had when I started Heartbreak Hotel was I just didn't have enough money to hire the right people from the start and I was hoping that one day I would have enough money. So I thought if I just worked really hard, I would be able to generate enough income to hire somebody else, then they'll be able to generate income. And it just didn't work like that and 99% of the time it does not work like that. You need to hire someone that's going to help you grow your business so then that business is going to generate enough income to pay you and pay your staff. And that's what we're doing with Jai Long right now. My business expenses for this business right now we're just working at is $17,000 a month. And right now we're bringing in no income and I'm writing it on my savings. I mean, that's the risk that I'm willing to take and maybe we won't May, you know, maybe people won't have jobs by Christmas, but I believe in my team and everybody, I'm transparent with where we're at and everybody knows it. So we've got a collective goal. And for me, here's the thing. If I'm going to fail, I'd rather put in 110% into it and fail instead of putting 50% into it and then go, oh, what if I could have, I should have, like I did with my cafe. Why didn't I just get an extra loan so I could hire someone to do that? I could have stayed open. Or why didn't I save up a bit of money and do this? So my advice is for you, if you are wanting to hire someone, maybe look ahead and see how much work you actually have. Maybe hire a little bit of extra cash. Sorry, save a little bit of extra cash. And then see if you can hire someone and work out what that person's role can be to generate more income so your business can grow. And that's how it all starts. You really don't just have a surplus of money and you just think, why not hire somebody? It barely works out like that. So the thing is with hiring people, you don't always have the funds and it can be really hard. But think about this. When you turn 50 years old, maybe you're 50 years old now, but when you turn 50 years old, And you look back to when you're 30, like I am. Well, I'm actually a little bit older, but let's pretend I'm 30. You think about, imagine what, like, why didn't I go all in? I was 30 years old. I could have made that money back. Even if I wasted 100,000, I could have made that money back so easy. I was young. I was so much energy. I have so many opportunities. I got so much ambition. It's easy for me to make that back. 
when I'm 50, if I was like, oh, I was too scared to lose 100 grand when I was 30 years old, doesn't that sound crazy? Like, why am I too scared now? I am a young person and, you know, the whole world's my oyster and I literally can do anything I want with my life. So why wouldn't I just take that chance right now to go ahead and do it? So whenever I'm making, you know, big life decisions like this, I literally think about myself in the future, old, thinking back, is this a good decision right now? And that's how I see it. I'm like, old me going, Jai, do this. Like, you've got nothing to lose. I'm 50 now and you've still got that extra money or you didn't need it back then. Like, just do it. What have you got to lose? So, yeah, if you're thinking about hiring someone to help you with your creative business, I want you to think about a few things. Do you have what it takes to be a good leader? Do you have enough money to pay them for a few months to get the ball rolling? And are you going to treat your staff like family? You do all that and the rest will work itself out. That's it for me today, guys. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Jai Long. This is Make Your Break, and I'll see you soon. Make Your Break is brought to you and hosted by Jai Long in our Melbourne studios and produced by our American friends, Simpler Media Productions. For more information on this podcast, our workshops, or anything your heart desires, please visit jilong.co.